Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the good news with Angie Austin. Now with the good news, here's Angie. Hey friend, Angie Austin here along with one of my favorite guests, friends, people in the United States of America, <laughs> MichelleAron.com. Wow. Hey Michelle. Oh. Well, hi, and you just made my day, and back at you, my dear. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Every week, I love it, because you are a retired teacher and Miss Senior America 2004. You've just been traveling a lot with the pageant and performing, as you do. You like to get up there on stage with young people, (laughs) experienced people, all ranges of life. I love that about you, that you have friends (laughs) of all ages. And um, every week, you prepare, like you're preparing a, a school plan, like, a, a class plan, um, you really prepare for our segment, and every week you come up with a word. And so, what is it this week? Well, this week is the word proximity. And and first of all, I just thank you for the challenge to to find a word. And it's been so fun because I I just totally ask God, you know, what is it? What's the message? What is it that you put into my life? And um, what have I experienced? It, it makes me aware of things uh, and people and circumstances around me. And so thank you for that. And the word I love it. I love it because every week you are looking and it is cool. Thank you for thanking me because I know you're out there in the world thinking, what am I going to talk about this week? Right. God, please lead me in the <laughs> right direction. What should I be aware of? What should I be praying about, thinking about? Last week, we mm-hmm. talked a lot about your friends in Florida who are still cleaning right. up from the big storm and dealing right. with all of that. We talked about rubble and getting rubble out of our lives. We can get closer to God. God and get the rubble out of the way in our lives. And proximity, yep. how did you come up with this one? Well, I've often joked that the good Lord knew to put me to live in the proximity of a grocery store and a mall. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that is it's really funny. For me. Yes. It, it is. I mean, it's just perfect for me. And I have dear friends who are farmers in the Midwest, and I so respect what they do. But I'm just so thankful because I am constantly running out of an item for dinner, and I I just simply get in my car and run two minutes down to the grocery store. And so anyway, um, for all of us, for these past two years, we've had to measure out the proximity to the person closest to us, which to me was painful. I, I grew up with a family who hugged everybody we passed on the street. We never thought about the distance or proximity between us because it was important for us to let that other person know that they were loved by us. And so thinking recently about this word proximity, I got to thinking how the Lord has literally taken away any distance of proximity when we declare him as our Lord and Savior. And when we accept Jesus and ask him into our heart and soul, how absolutely incredible it is that the Holy Spirit indwells in us right then and there. There's no distance between our God and each of us. We are one in him. And it's just, it's hard to even wrap my brain around that concept. And yet, 
he tells us it tells us that this is true when we accept him and believe me i am so grateful and look forward to the time when i can tell him face to face how grateful i am Aww. that there's no distance there's no proximity because he's with me every single inch of the whole day of my life and so i just think it's really interesting and especially since we've all had to deal with that proximity and um it's getting so much better now but um again it's up to us and we we need to ask god and jesus into our lives and then then we're indwelled there's no distance period I love that. I love the idea of the personal relationship with the Lord that no matter where you live, where you are, you know, time when none of your friends are up in the middle of the night, you know, that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, that that, there he is. That reminds me, last night we were just singing, whoop, there it is. Whoop, (laughs) whoop, there he is. There he is. Yes, (laughs) yes, for sure. And, And I always, I love to use the word Emmanuel when I speak to my Lord and Savior, because Emmanuel means... God with us. He's with me right then. And the, and the other visual that I have is, I think it's in Isaiah, where it says that um, my name is on the palm of his hand. Mm-hmm. That to me is such a great visual. And he is with us and he indwells the Holy Spirit. Um, when we ask God and Jesus into our life, you know, the Holy Spirit comes and there we are. So yeah, thanks. Ha- I have- appreciate it. Have there um, been times in your life when once you told me you wish you would have turned to the Lord more when you were younger to seek advice? And I have several friends like you, uh, like Beatrice, like my girlfriend, Cindy, many of Mm -hmm. you that I know actively ask, listen, wait on the Lord, uh, and Mm -hmm. be still and know that he's there. And I do Mm -hmm. feel... I admire that because I feel at this point in my life, I'm doing what you used to do where I don't sit mm-hmm. still long enough to get true direction where I feel led. Like mm-hmm. Beatrice acts like every day they have a conversation. I mean, every day she's like, oh, the Lord was telling me this morning on my walk or yeah. I was talking to the Lord right before I was going to sleep. And he was like, girl, you got to get up and get moving on your drill sergeant of life. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. And so right. ha- have there been times when you felt out of touch or more, the proximity seemed across the country. You seemed like you'd moved away from mm-hmm. the Lord or he wasn't, cl- he oh, wasn't a neighbor absolutely. anymore. And then how do you get out of that? So explain that to us. Absolutely, that comes. And um, again, I'm a visual person, and uh, that's that's the waiting period of our life. We're in the waiting room because I'm waiting for the Lord to 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 speak to me. And and I I've never heard him audibly, so I I'm certainly cannot say that. But I have felt his presence. And the uh, an analogy for me is when I was teaching. Um, I directed musicals, taught music for for uh, several years in Jefferson County, plus I directed at church and, and did musicals. And my feeling is that um, I'm going to compare the audience. So when you're sitting in the audience of my musical and you're watching the show, hopefully you are being entertained royally, you're loving the, the what's going on the stage, and you're, you're just experiencing all that joy. However, I need you to know, backstage is total chaos. There are people running here, running there, everywhere, and it's it's the backstage that I picture 
God is working. God is with me. And, you know, he sends his angels, but those angels are going to have to fight off the spiritual warfare that definitely is there. And and in God's time, he's going to come. He's going to come. And so especially today, when we turn on any kind of media, it is hard for us to believe that God is in control. But I am telling you, God is in control. He has us by our little hand. He has us by our backs. He is definitely knowing and all-knowing and all-caring all and all-loving. And then people say, well, how can how can God be just just out there and he lets all this icky stuff, really awful stuff go on? I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that each of us has free will. He gave us that, and we make choices, and sometimes those choices are good, and sometimes they're just horrific. And that, to me, is an explanation of um, what's kind of happening. But you ask, how can I... How can I keep going on? I'm trusting. Yeah, yeah. how can you get out of yeah. the waiting room? <laughs> yeah. I am trusting. I am trusting that it's like when my, my mom was in a coma for several days. And I, in those days, this was in 1981, you could only go in ICU for 10 minutes every hour. And oh. so I would be sitting in the waiting room. and But I would be waiting for those doors to open for the surgeon to come out or for the nurse to come out to tell me that I could go in because I'm trusting that that's going to happen. And I know that God is there because he's told us that and he will come and get us. He will answer our prayers in his perfect time. It's, it's, it's not my time. It's his time. So I have to trust. And that's what being faithful is all about. It's, um, I love that idea know, of that here in the waiting room that God and that the Lord is coming to get you, that he's not going to mm-hmm. leave you sitting out there. Right. And that, right. you know, that he's going to get you for that 10 minutes on the hour or whatever, right. you know, that it may be. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's another interesting thing. I know how close you were to your mom. Um, how yeah. how old were you when your mom passed away? Oh, gosh, it was 1981. So I was in that's my mid 30s, um, mid 30s for that. So you lost yeah, it, pretty it, young. it was tough. It was tough, but but God also found us. We were my family and I were in uh, Yellowstone and in uh, the Tetons, and these are days with no cell phones or anything. And the testimony of how God found us in that particular instance and got me back to Sioux City to to be able to be there with Mom, and I do believe she knew I was there. Um, God, God works in all ways. And again, just like we talked about at the beginning of the program today, help me to be aware of circumstances. Help me to respond to the person that you put in front of me. To, maybe that's the person in the grocery store, maybe whatever it is, and, and so forth. But help me to be aware. And I think that's the biggest thing. And as far as trusting, and as far as talking to the Lord, that becomes a habit. And yes, yeah. years ago, years ago, when I was asked, what would I change? It was, I would have relied on Jesus more. And, um, you know, it's, it sounds so trite. I know it does, because it's written over and over again, but it's the truth. And to trust Him, to keep in constant dialogue with Him, is, uh, is, is building a relationship and to me, that's what it's all about. Trusting in the Lord more and making it a habit. All right, we have two minutes left. I'm dying to know, how did somebody notify you in the middle of nowhere oh, that your mom was sick? Well, we were in a camper. It started to snow, and I had two young toddlers. Well, they were in, they were in 
uh, elementary school, but very young. And so we got out to take a walk, bundled up and so forth. And we walked around Jenny Lake and and um, then it was getting really cold. And so said, let's go in. And we saw a ranger station, had to go up the ramp to the ranger station. And I led the way, my two girls followed, and then Bob. And as I went, as we went in, there was a bulletin board, a, a chalkboard there no. that had names on it. And um, I glanced at it, but I turned my head and I said, oh, glad our name isn't there. And I walked in. But the girls spotted a bird's nest above the blackboard, and our name, my name, was there. And that's how God got me to fly from Jackson, Wyoming, back to Denver, back to Sioux City, Iowa. So and, it was um, a note, like it was telling you it, to call home? It was or that my you had, name, right, uh, right. It's, that's the only way the Rangers, my aunt, oh it was my, my mom's twin sister. She didn't know what, she didn't know how to reach me, but she knew that we were camping in the Yellowstone area and so she called the um the rangers and that's how they would post it if your name was on that um board you were to call home or contact the ranger and then they put you in contact with the person but so you that- say glad our name is not up there the girls are looking yeah. at bird's nest and then right. your name is spotted by the girls or bob correct well bob bob saw my name yeah um <sighs> they were simply watching the bird's nest but i had already gone on in because i was cold Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Pretty fun story. I got the chills yep. from that one. I'm glad yeah. that we I asked you that question. That uh, is so neat. It's, okay. Uh, okay. MichelleAron.com. If you want Michelle yep. to speak, you can tell how interesting she is. Uh, she <laughs> speaks all over the area um, uh, here in Colorado, and I'm sure she'd fly somewhere. If you uh, buy her a ticket, <laughs> she'll be there, I'll bet you. I you love bet. you, friend, and I so enjoy oh, our conversations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's my honor to be with you, my dear. Thanks so much. Make a great choice and have a great day today. Love you. Love you. Rocky Ford is tuned to the Mighty 670 KLT. When you shop at your local ARC, your hard-earned money directly supports individuals with disabilities. 80% of people with intellectual disabilities are unemployed. And at ARC Thrift Stores, approximately 20% of employees are individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Well, anytime I'm having a bad day, I'll suddenly get a call from someone. And, you know, how can you have a bad day when someone thinks that they've got the best job in the world hanging up clothes in a thrift store? It's pretty special. People don't get it if they don't come into the store. We try and showcase it on our social channels. It's important to us. When you see somebody get their paycheck and they have a disability, they will stand at their cash register and tell everyone, I got a paycheck. I'm a real person. Like, brings it all home. ARC is a company that lives and breathes its mission, going above and beyond to create a space of inclusivity, morale, and culture. Find the nearest location at 670kltt.com. Hey there, friend. Angie Austin here with the good news. Um, I'm going to talk to you about something today, and I think I'm going to take a different take on it than a lot of people would assume I would take on this. Okay. A lot of people, they always say, you're never too old. You know, like you can always go for something or, you know, go for your dreams. But my feeling is you kind of have to have maybe a gift for it, a calling in that area. And I want to address a question that was sent into that website, Mark and Angel, that I really like. And it has to do with like a dream for this person's future, right? So here's my different take, okay? 
Um, so they write in, Dear Mark and Angel, I'm a 38-year-old college dropout whose childhood dream was to become a psychologist like my grandfather. Right now, I'm a librarian at a city library, and I moonlight on the side as a life coach. I enjoy my day job, but my life coaching gig is the work that really moves me. It gives me a chance to indirectly dabble in psychological counseling. This side gig has started to gain traction, and several of my clients have told me that I would make a great medical psychologist or like psychiatrist. Uh, but if I go back to college and get my degree and then go to grad school, then complete my internship and dissertation and finally begin my own legitimate uh, counseling practice, it'll take me almost eight years from today. And in eight years, I'll be 46 years old. I'm trying to decide what to do. Uh, do you have any thoughts or advice for me? And that's from an inspired reader. Okay. So Mark and Angel are writing back and um, they said, that, I hope this reminds you that today is the day to start. Um, and in eight years from today, how will you be if you don't do it? Uh, forget the past. Forget your age. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. The important question is not, are your desires going to be easy to achieve? The important question is, are your desires worth the hard work? And deep down, you know, the answer is yes. My feeling is, instead of this eight years, why not go and become a licensed counselor? Like, do some research and find other ways. Like a therapist that, you know, our family was going to for conflict resolution. Um, he wasn't a psychiatrist. He wasn't a psychologist. And that you can get training that allows you to work in a practice. And let me tell you something. He collected uh, quite a bit of money from us per hour. So it was very comparable to what you'd be paying someone with a higher level of education. So why not try the level of education that would get you in that chair, in an office, making a good rate of pay, doing this full time in an arena that wouldn't take you eight years? Then once you get into the arena, that maybe only takes you a couple more years because they mentioned that they're a college dropout. So maybe, you know, there is some, you know, college education there. So I'm just going to, without having done all the research, which I would definitely do, I'd start looking into programs. I'd look into schools. Can you do it while you're a librarian? Can you do it online? Do you take night classes? Do you do it on the weekends? How long will it take you to be a licensed therapist? So get that under your belt. And then if you love that, then maybe pursue the plan that would take the entirety of the eight years. But, you know, maybe you're two years into it already. So then maybe you only need six more years of education. But I don't know. I'm just not, you know, oh, go for it. Life is short. You're never too old. Do the eight years. My feeling is why not do it incrementally? Um, like, for instance, my daughter wants to be a firefighter, um, paramedic. That's something that really interests her. Her uncle did that and, by the way, made an extremely good living. I mean, I cannot tell you how well he did in this small town in Illinois. Um, definitely more than I made in my news career, I'll tell you that much. Um, so anyway, um, she's interested in being not just a paramedic, but a firefighter paramedic, which for a woman is difficult, but she's extremely strong and tall and uh, she lives with her father. Like she's got a lot of the things that a firefighter female would need to do that. So at this uh, particular extra innovation campus they have in her district, you can start taking medical oriented classes, uh, classes, um, health classes um, in your junior and senior year. So she could um, become a paramedic, maybe work as a paramedic as she continues her education to reach that higher level. Now, you don't have to go to college to become a firefighter, but there are courses that she could take that might help her get there. So I guess my point is, why not work in the field as your 
pursuing the field because a lot of people will get a, an education like one of my friends became a doctor and then he didn't want to be a doctor well why not start working in hospitals as you're getting educated why not work as a therapist while you can uh, consider whether or not you want to do an eight-year degree program does that make sense so it's like if there's 15 steps to get to your goal why not take three and sit there on that third step for a little while working in that arena working in the area of your interest, making good money to contribute towards your college education, and then maybe skip up to the fifth step. And then maybe you're like, oh, well, I have my own practice now. I'm a therapist and a life coach, and this is enough for me. I don't need to go to several more years of schooling to get the feeling. Because already just doing life coaching, this person's happy, you know, at that step. So I'm not saying that you're, you're never... I'm agreeing that you're never too old and, you know, to go for it. But I also believe in being realistic and, you know, not undertaking huge school loans when you're not sure and getting your toe in the water of the area that you're interested in, even if it's volunteering somewhere or being an intern somewhere that gives you a better idea if you want to dive into an eight-year education program and, and be 46, as this person says, when they're done with schooling. So I think they can do that same line of work without going the eight-year education route. But once they get working as a therapist, maybe they'll want to go that eight-year route. But So that's my own take on this. Uh, but start taking actions today. Like when I wanted to be on air at NBC in Los Angeles, it's that, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And every day I was doing something to get closer. I'd do my hair and makeup. So I looked like I was an anchor. I handled myself professionally. I made myself invaluable. I'd work three days in a row. I'd work overnights. I'd do whatever was necessary to be valuable to the company. Invaluable, really, you know. All right. I hope that helps you. I want to do a little uh, changing gears here because it's an important time of year. I don't know about you, but I help my mom a lot with making decisions about her health care. And if you're 65 and over living with disabilities, it's important to know the Medicare Advantage and Prescription Drug Plan annual election period is underway. And um, the deadline's December 7th. And choosing a health plan during this time, it's really a big decision. And it can be overwhelming if you're one of the 18.2 million members of the U.S. veteran population who are eligible for Medicare and need to consider other benefits that you may also be entitled to, such as those issued by the VA uh, that, you know, may complement the benefits. So you've got to figure all that out. We fortunately have expert help. Joining us in this sponsored interview are Stephanie Mucky, Population Health Strategy Lead in the Veteran Channel with Humana, and J.J. Montanero, Financial Planner with USAA Military Advocacy, both here to help us navigate the key considerations for veterans who are eligible for Medicare. Welcome, Stephanie and J.J. Thanks for having us. Okay, you're welcome. Um, So I help my mom with all of this. She's 80, and we've got a lot of military people in the family. And so um, I find it confusing. And I'm, you know, a college-educated woman. I've worked in news business for 25 years, but it's kind of overwhelming trying to just help her. So if you've got other benefits, um, I know that the deadline is December 7th, so people need to get on this. So what should we keep in mind when choosing a Medicare Advantage plan and how is it different from original Medicare? And what do we have to take into consideration for a veteran? Wowza. <laughs> yeah, great questions. And you hit the nail on the head. So we are in the season. Um, 
open the annual election period for Medicare Advantage and prescription drug plans um, opened on October 15th. And it is a busy time of year for so many reasons. So when you're thinking about um, reviewing and comparing all the plans that are available in your area to find the one that best fits your personal health needs, it's really important to think through uh, a couple of different things. The first is cost. So, you know, take the time to review your medical health care expenses from the past year. Think about your budget. Think about your needs for the coming year so that you can really make an informed decision when comparing the costs that are associated with plans. And the second thing to consider is, you know, what kind of coverage is important to your needs? Are your preferred physicians or hospitals within a plan's network? Do you have VA um, benefits as well or some other types of benefits that you would like to complement with your Medicare plan? Um, you know, will the plan cover your medication? So healthcare is really personal. What kind of coverage is most important to you? And um, it's important to know the difference between Medicare Advantage and Original Medicare. So just a couple of distinct differences I'd like to share. Original Medicare is your uh, hospital insurance and medical insurance. And then when we talk about Medicare Advantage, you're going to receive your coverage through a private insurer like Humana. And Medicare Advantage includes all the same benefits that are covered through Original Medicare, but with flexibility to provide some additional benefits. And these benefits might be um, a really great fit for our veterans. So things like prescription drug coverage, dental, vision, hearing benefits, sometimes even things like transportation or meal benefits. Um, So there's a lot of things to consider. Yeah. And our veterans, you know, we... They are, you know, strong and resilient, but they also face different social challenges. So some of these benefits can be a real help for individuals. All right. um, Let's move to you, JJ, and talk a little bit about that. Um, I know USA has a connection, like a history with the military. Uh, So talk about what you do as a financial planner and how you specifically do help people who are veterans. Yeah, sure. So as you said, we've got that commitment and connection that goes back to our founding 100 years ago, just celebrated our birthday. But uh, I think in this particular case, I'm here because what we have done is partnered with Humana. And I think when you talk about any sort of partnership, it's all about alignment. And both USAA and Humana have that commitment to the military community. But I think when you talk about complementary, they Humana brings brings a lot of uh, experience, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to health insurance, health products. Uh, from our side of the fence, we know what it means to serve, and, and we're focused on that military community and veterans. And so when, I, when you put that all together, I think it, it's a unique partnership that really value, uh, benefits both USA and Humana, as well as uh, all those that have served out there and their families. All right, Stephanie and JJ, uh, some people, like my mom, she can barely answer the phone I gave her. She can't send a text. I, I'm trying to just even teach her how to look at pictures. She's never had a computer. She does not have an email. How do people who aren't savvy with all of these things, how do they get help and get everything explained to them? And, and to be honest with you, and not be taken advantage of out there in the world where um, they're just calling around trying to get help. And some people don't have the daughter or son that's holding their hand through the process like I do with my mom. Hey, Angie, I would say this because I think one of the cool things about the partnership we have with Humana is that at USA, on my team, we actually train all of the Humana agents. So we oh, ask cool. what we do. Well, that's one of the things we do. And so that gives them, I think, a, a unique understanding of the veteran community. But to, to your point earlier, uh, it, this can be a bit overwhelming. And yeah. so I think a licensed agent 
is is a good way to go. But I think that if a, if you're a veteran and listening out there, you can know and have the peace of mind of of knowing that uh, if you talk to the folks at Humana, hey, you're going to get somebody who has been through that training, has an understanding of what it means to serve, and and, and really what is unique to to veterans throughout the country. So that, that'd be my two cents on that. Okay, so Stephanie, if they yeah. want, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll just add that I, you know. What comes what came to mind when you were just expressing, you know, yourself as a caregiver for your parents and, you know, not everybody has that luxury. Um, when we talk about these sales agents, um, that's where human care come into play, comes into play, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. being able to sit across the table with somebody and really evaluate what's important to you. You know, what are you looking for? Um, that human touch. Um, we are able to provide at any point in time. So all of the other nuanced um, challenges that come with technology and things of that nature, um, we want to make sure that we make health easier for for members and veterans. And so um, we're happy to get uh, an agent right at that dining room table with um, with anybody who's interested in learning more about the plans. Well, that's sure helpful. And then they can, my mom could tell you all her stories, too, because she's got a lot of them. That's right. <laughs> All right. I want to know, uh, where do I send people uh, to get more information so they can get somebody sitting across the table from them? Yeah, sure, sure, Angie. I, th- I think in a general way uh, to p- compare plans, benefits, and costs, uh, folks ought to go to Medicare.gov. But to your point and, and to your mom's experience, uh, I- I- Humana.com is a great place to go to, to start that path and that journey towards uh, sitting down and talking with somebody. Well, very good information. I'm sure you've helped quite a few people today. Thank you, JJ. Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, have a great day. Thanks. You too, Angie. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.